Welcome everyone, this is Fuel Talk, episode number 23. Uh, we're at Madhouse Coffee again on uh, DI, um, favourite spot for the Fuel Talk podcast. Uh, just an announcement before we get started, uh, this Thursday, September 22nd, we do have the Fuel Talk conference, the uh, first one we're doing. Uh, we've got a good keynote speaker lined up, two panel sessions, should be a good time. Head over to fueltalk.co for that. Um, and without further ado, I'll get into the meat and potatoes of this show. We have a very special guest today, uh, Steve Klaus. Um, very well-known name in the Las Vegas cycling community, um, but very underspoken, to say the least, a uh, humble guy. So it's going to be exciting for me to uh, really uh, dig in and get to know you a little bit better. Um, so Steve, why don't you uh, give us a little intro? Uh, who are you, where you're from? And I think people pick up on the accent straight away, so uh, touch on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, good morning, Casa. Uh, uh, the accent is, you know, you have your accent, I have my accent. Yeah. We all it's have very, an accent, very right? very European show today. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Um, well, my name is Steve uh, Klaus, um, born in uh, Belgium in the 70s, uh, that's how, how old I am, <laughs> old school. <laughs> um, what can I say? Um, when did you move there? There's a lot to do, <laughs> to say. When did you move to Vegas? Uh, 2003. 2003. Yeah. So, okay, so you grew up most of your life in, uh, in Belgium? Well, it's actually more complicated than that. Oh yeah? yeah okay, so, yeah, let's, yeah, so, so, so you were born in Belgium. Um, Let's start off with that. When, when, so, so I hear Belgian people, right? Cycling is the most popular sport, along with soccer. Yeah. So there is, um, there is you know, there's a belief that uh, Belgium they speak all Flemish, and then so I'm, I'm from actually the, the French side speaking. Okay. Uh, but there is actually a small side of Belgium who speak German, uh-huh. maybe five thousand people. And uh, so you speak French. I speak French. Yeah. Okay. I never get to learn Flemish. Uh, it's kind of a dialect from Netherlands, mm-hmm. um, but it's a little different than Dutch. So, but I was born like 5k from Germany, 5k from Luxembourg, and 10k from France. Oh wow! In Belgium, so okay. that's you know really in the corner, south east. So you can get like anywhere by bike. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> do a one ride and go into four different countries in one ride. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So did you actually do that route? Like yeah, you yeah. Can, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Oh yeah. So you so, just like cycle through five countries in one yeah, way. That's, yeah. that's so we are in, inside Luxembourg state in Belgium, which is named Luxembourg as well as the country. Uh-huh. Um, so we race a lot in Luxembourg, we race a lot in Germany and France. So uh, my dad and my mom were actually racers. Oh, so your mum and dad yeah. were bike racers? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was born basically in a bike shop. How, how yeah. serious? Like, were they like, um, what kind of level? My dad was uh, maybe full time or part-time, semi-pro, oh, wow. uh, with a French team in Metz, uh, where he would race, you know, all over Europe. Yeah. Uh, got uh, 86, 86 wins in Cat 1, 110 KOM. Okay. So he was a good climber. So he's pretty good. He was a puncher, <laughs> yeah. He was, he was good. <laughs> he was champion of the, the state of uh, Luxembourg, and he got fourth in the Belgium championship once. Wow. When, you know, the pro and the amateur were separate, uh-huh. so, so he got here yeah, fourth. And your mother as well? My mom sweat. got into it because of my dad, uh-huh. and they had a bike shop to work, and then they were racing at the same time, and they have a team. Uh, but my mom got into track, and she was more like a sprinter, but she got silver medal in a Belgium championship in um, 
in a Porsche. It's a 3,000 meter okay. race. So she's yeah. pretty good as well. She was good, yeah. <laughs> not a climber though, not yeah. a climber. Just purely flat and sprint and uh, cobblestone, okay. classic stuff. So like they, had, they had you and they were both um, really um, passionate cyclists. So when did they first buy you a bike? Did they like get you on there as soon as you could? Yeah, like, yeah I got walk, a little basically. tricycle right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the we had the bike shop downstairs. We used to be grandpa's grocery store, so they bought it out from from the grandpa. We used to live next door, so that would be my babysitter. Uh -huh. And uh, they had the bike shop there, and we would live upstairs. Uh, problem was, uh, I had asthma, and. Uh, it was terrible. I was just uh, pretty much almost died out of it when I was wow. a baby. Um, they gave me, you know, a try everything, cortisone shot. And, you know, I was on albuterol all the time. And so every time they would do a training camp in the south of France, I would actually get better or go to Spain and then the, the dry weather, which I would uh, never okay. get sick. Uh -huh. So. So is that why you're in Vegas now? No, <laughs> no. Well, it's part of it, but, yeah. uh, but then they bought a bike shop in south of France. Okay. Just because of me, just to they sold everything in Belgium and we just moved, you know, five hundred well, miles near away. Near Nice or? No, it was like near Avignon, uh, uh -huh. west, west. In, it's in a wine country. Okay. Uh, it's a Côte du Rhone kind of thing. It's west of the Rhone River, uh, but you could be uh, at proximity. You can see the Mont Ventoux. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But before that, so I started racing. So when I was six, I got my first license. Uh, we had cycling school, and, mm -hmm. and my first race was actually on the grass. Okay. So that's kind of, you know, kind so of weird. So six, six years old was your first bike race. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. By twelve, I had fifty wins. <laughs> oh my god. So a lot of trophies. Yeah. I didn't know where to put them. Yeah. And that was that was road. Um, road uh, track. Yeah. And actually in south of France, we would do track every Saturday. Okay. We had three tracks within an hour. Mm -hmm. And we would do road racing on Sunday. Uh, as a kid, we have parking lots, slaloming, 200 meter sprints, mm -hmm. you know, with 5K warm up with an instructor. That's what they do. Um, the slalom stuff is fun. You got to do uh, drills in the parking lot, slalom some cones, put your head under uh, a bar. Um, so, so there is like just something that kind of like it's so well supported. There's so much going on. You kind of can just like get into it really easy. easy yeah, right? yeah. It's you like, can find a team in any every town, either in Belgium or south of France, and uh, get into the. It's you just know, part of the culture, right? It's just. Well, like, it's part. Very, it's part of a curriculum from the, yeah, the French Federation and, uh, and the Belgian Federation. Mm. Um, so that that surprised me. If they don't have this yet in uh, in the US. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they have a whole curriculum. You actually can get a coach. You, you, you can train for that. You can become a coach for kids. Yeah. yeah. It's like level one. I actually did it before. Yeah. That's amazing. So, okay, so you had a lot of wins from when you were 12. So did it get more serious as you got into your later teenage years? Yeah, yeah. Um, in South of France, get really competitive uh, up to junior. Yeah. Uh, race with the same guys all the oh. time. And so I would just go from one state in Languedoc on the west side of France to change the crew and go east side and by, by you know, Nice and yeah, yeah. Navarre. This was better racing for me with more punching climb. So I could, I could make my way winning a race breakaway instead of waiting for a sprint because I'm yeah. not a sprinter. If you, uh -huh. if you saw me, I don't have any legs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 
you did school at this time as well, or was it also all about cycling? Yeah, no, I of course school, yeah. and <laughs> high school diploma, and then I um, I was supposed to go to the military service in Belgium oh, okay. for ten months, and uh, because I found because I could go to college in, in South of France for a, a technical college for a computer uh -huh. computer science, so and that was the last year Belgium would you know you know. With, the, with the, what you have to go um, to the military service, but if you have one one year report, then you don't go. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing. I didn't learn about guns and stuff like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just didn't do it. Okay. I know the weather would not have been you know, nice up, up, up in Belgium. For yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you still so you're racing your bike. So so what happened? So how how serious did you get about cycling? And then like what? What was the transition from, okay, you're, you're, you're in the south of France, you're racing, you're on a team, you're winning races, and then you're here in Vegas. Like, when did you move to Vegas? Well, yeah, so not yet, not yet. Okay. <laughs> so there's a big gap there, okay. Yeah, so I got it, I got it. Yeah. So, um, so I did many teams and then started in junior, I started getting a little good on um, climbing and breakaway and KOM stuff. But don't win a lot of races, you know, I just win a couple of races every year. Uh -huh. But I could do a good job. For and this is on like the pro uh, circuit. Like no, no, the junior. Junior, you know, okay. Yeah. Uh, but in junior second year, you can actually race with Cat two, three, four. Okay. When you that in in Europe to do that. Um, so the junior two really got fast. You know, you start racing with Cat two and start putting sixty mile race. Okay. Yeah. Um, from there, I start getting into the the better team, right, at national level, and uh, I would do some national challenge race in uh -huh. junior. Start racing with the best, and uh, actually, yeah, I just want to mention that in '92 I went to Wales okay. to race one of those uh, selection races. With I end up with uh, English selection, like uh, it was like the, the, the Russian. In the English selection was Roger Hammond, okay. Jeremy Hunt. I don't know if you know those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of those uh, names. Jeremy yeah. Hunt was with Panesto. And okay. Roger Hammond was. Cyclocross world champion in junior already. So this was around like you were 20 about this time? Uh, about 18 actually. 18, yeah, okay. Junior still, yeah. So that was the first great, you know, international experience. Uh -huh. um, after that, so I started getting in Cat 2 right away. Um, got 2 to 1 in South France and then um, somehow my dad just um, reconnect with a friend of his from the 70s who, is, who lives in Costa Rica. Okay. Uh, my dad always looking for races, exotic races go like out of country and uh, so was he reconnects. Was your dad still riding? He well? was like a director, a team director. Oh okay. So cool. he, would, he would actually manage other teams than mine. Sometimes okay. we would compete each other. <laughs> but uh, sometimes he wasn't the same team as mine. So. Uh -huh. um, but he, he got his, uh, his license with the federation so he could actually be a, a pro director. Uh -huh. And uh, so we connect with his friend in Costa Rica who was sports director. Uh -huh. So minister actually sports minister and uh, and they invite us each other the Costa Rican selection in France we would go to to race in Costa Rica and the first race we did was Puerto Rico actually okay in 93 I did my first uh, big race in Puerto Rico with um, there were US selections there were Cuba there were you know Venezuela Colombia mm -hmm. the, the whole Pan-American scene um, yeah, I took like 10 players, did best young rider, oh, so nice. that was really good, yeah, so it was a 7 day race. Oh wow. That was the first 
Liverpool International Race. <laughs> and that was like with like a bunch of like yeah. Naira Quintanas and climbers and stuff. Or like yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was everything. Yeah, there was yeah. there was climbers and sprinters. There was some German. Was, the US selection was really good with Jeff Evanshine. Uh -huh. uh, some guys are still connect in uh, Boulder, Colorado. We are actually coaching in uh, uh -huh. Colorado Spring now. Some some old guys now, yeah, okay. in their forties. So you got yeah. that good place in Costa Rica. That then then what happened after that? So we we, you know, started going in winter. Uh -huh. uh, winter in Europe it's cold. We don't do anything. I was not into cyclocross yet. Uh huh. So we would go to Costa Rica, and it's summer over there. We just race over there. Uh -huh. uh, tour of Costa Rica is a fourteen-day stage race. It's a beast. Okay. Uh, is that still hardest. going on? Yeah. Okay. It's one of the hardest stage races in the world with Colombia. Just insane. But I got into smaller race first, and uh, my dad and this guy start creating that uh, that pro team. So the first Costa Rican pro team, and then uh, I got in. Nice. I got in, and uh, I lasted for two years. Meanwhile, I finished my degrees in France, so that okay. was between school and, and racing. You know, three months in Costa Rica, I come back, so that was a mess, you know. <laughs> Just uh, never home and um, trying to manage all that and trying to finish my diploma. Yeah. It actually took me another two years to finish it because I was yeah, undergrading. Yeah, back yeah. and forth, yeah. Okay. I could not finish, I had bad grade, I had to study again and it took me like two more years to yeah. finish. Repass the exam to finally get it. <laughs> so it was not the best. Yeah. So yeah, the traveling came too fast, so. I uh, started learning Spanish, I mean, still fluent in Spanish. Um, I gotta say, my Spanish is better than my English. Really? Yeah, <laughs> still today. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, but I really use it at the, for the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so after the Costa Rican team, so it's complicated. So, we, um, so I finally got into a French team in 96. It was like a, you know, pretty much a, like a continental, continental pro team. tour. They so didn't like, have really pro tour yet. So kind of like a team that like gets invited to the Tour de France. Yeah, like so a, yeah, they got invited. I was, I was only 20. So you know, it's hard to go in a tour when you're 20 and you don't have any experience. Uh -huh. um, but somehow a lot of guys got hurt, and I was I was in the roster to go to the tours that they had here until 10 days before, where they took me out. And what but you were gonna is, go to the yeah I was about to do the tour that year so oh they God. were they were saying you know if you do one week fine if you do two weeks so how, how did that you how know? did that feel Louis, like you like super excited yeah like, I mean, oh, you, know, you just, just uh, go for heavy training you train as much as you can rest eat right I mean wow. it's just insane and it was not really planned from the beginning of the year so so many guys were older rider. We had like Jean-François Bernard, Jackie Durand. Jackie Durand was a leader. Yeah. Uh, the guys who won Tour of Flanders, you know, Jean-François Bernard second place in the Tour okay. of France, I think, once. So, so, I mean, so like three or four weeks before the Tour de France, you thought you were going? Yeah, yeah, then... because the guys got hurt. Uh -huh. and I was not planning on that. But somehow, it was one of the bad year where they didn't have enough French in the Tour de France. So Leblanc, the tour director, decided to say, Ten days before, uh, we don't have enough French rider. We don't have enough team. We're gonna see all the French and French and French teams gonna race. Oh man! So somehow I didn't take the citizenship, the French citizenship, stay oh, Belgium. And, uh, I got out. <laughs> Me and another Belgium got out. So we were pretty pretty upset. Disappointed. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. That was an experience missed. Uh, yeah. So okay, but so so you were at the level where you were gonna ride the Tour de France. You must have done some other amazing races. 
Yeah, yeah. did mainly semi-classic uh, uh -huh. on, that, on that team uh, and then some seven-day stage race. Didn't do very well actually because they, they never really give me a program to train properly and um, and yep. it was always like replacing some, some people sick, so you know, it was not the best, you know, environment. Uh -huh. uh, the French back then were not very organized, it was, the diet was not good. Uh, the Italians were dominating, you know, as really? far as coaching and diet. So and what, they were, the Italians were like more scientific, they were like trying to get yeah, like methodic, yeah, like kind of like trying to Team Sky, like taking it forward right now yeah, with the Italians. It was, like, was Mapei back then, okay. yeah. yeah. Mapei was nuts. Uh, how, how hard was the racing? It's like, insane. I would just sometimes not even finish a race and then go all out and I'd just be in the back of the peloton and just wondering who was pulling in front. <laughs> really? So, <laughs> so even though you've got like 11 spinning 53 guys yeah. in front of you, you're still like... Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, unbelievable. And I think it was not the healthiest time period for cycling, you know? Yeah. Um, there was a lot going on and uh -huh. it was it was a, what I call the dark side, the dark age of yeah. cycling, you know? Then it got a little better in the 2000 later on. So it was not the best for me, you know, to be there in that what? time. Okay, so around this time, like what, okay, so so what happened after this then? So like, I mean, it sounds like you're a pretty high level, but like there's, oh. there's some things going on with training. And oh, I'll tell you what, we, we were ready for that. So we we were upset, three of my teammates, we uh, we called uh, an organizer in Africa and we and we flew, we, took, we bought some tickets and we flew to Ivory Coast. Okay. And we did a, a ten day race over there and we we actually the first day we got there we didn't even train, we just party all night uh -huh. and went to the prologue and uh, we did a time trial and we took first, second and third. <laughs> <laughs> With no sleep. In the ivory. Because we were really in shape, you know. Okay. Yeah. I, I got twelfth place on the stage race. I got in a bad, bad crash. Uh-huh. Where uh, some some sprinter took me down on the screen and I just ripped the whole right side of my shoulder and so uh, I lost my leadership there and I'm, I still won another stage later on so I ended up with two stage win on that. But and this is Africa? Just, it's this Ivory Coast, okay. yeah, it's a French speaking Yeah, country, yeah, 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 okay. It was, it was still stable back in 96. And that was part of the team you were on, you did that? Yeah, so yeah. we decided to do like a mercenary kind of team. Okay, I see. Two, three guys from different team. We just raced in the same jersey. And, okay. And coded that, you know. Back then it was not so. And then did you go back to Europe after for the next season? Yeah, yeah, we we went back. Um, my that team actually bankrupt in September. Okay. My two-year contract was out, so uh -huh. everything went downhill from there. You know, I went back to I went back to amateur. Uh -huh. um, but still getting paid, uh, but it started getting really tough. So, uh, so we try again in Costa Rica, see if I can get a salary over there. So, so. did you have like a coach, or were you just like kind of riding your bike at this yeah, time? Yeah, I mean, my, my dad would, would just your you dad know, would uh -huh. coach me through. Um, I had a few coach, but we didn't. I guess have if you're just like right now, if, no. if you're like racing and like riding with your teammates, I guess that's that's enough, right? You're just like yeah, riding I mean, your bike. I didn't like training like anybody else, you know. Uh -huh. uh, we didn't have power meter yet, or only the German would have power meter. Mm -hmm. uh, I was with heart rate and cadence, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nutrition, I started getting into it with a friend, you know, who was uh, graduating to nutrition. Okay. So I started getting a lot of olive oil and balsamic and a lot of veggies. and What were you eating before, like Belgian yeah, chocolate and pastries? Belgian fries, <laughs> yeah. 
and mayonnaise. Stop, stop, <laughs> yeah, love mayo. <laughs> I, will, I get, yeah, I went to Belgium in April. I yeah. was like, I couldn't get enough of the chips and mayo. I was yeah, like, that's true. So that, so that's what Best you were eating. Mayo. So you, you spoke to your nutrition friend, and he was like, yeah, you gotta eat more like. Uh, more clean, I guess. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I gotta tell you that when I showed up in that French team the first day, they were eating French fries and steak. You know, <laughs> I, like, I was pretty, uh, pretty shocked. <laughs> yeah. And drinking a lot of wine on the table, so yeah. I guess it's good for the blood pressure. What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> what well, are some of the things? Did you eat while you were racing as well? Like, did that change? And yeah, we just uh, doing a lot of um, yeah rice cake and stuff like that yeah, already. Yeah. Um, a lot of fruit. Um, yeah, no, that doesn't change too much. I mean, you have, I have better nutrition now for sure. Yeah. Um, better mixed in the water, I think now. So how important was that nutrition to like taking you up to like? Did, did you get? Did you find you got better once you like started? Yeah, I actually got into Maxim from England. Okay. I think it's English. Uh huh. And some 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 English friend introduced me to Maxim, and that was the first time we went into maltodextrin, I think. And uh, that really helped in long distance ride. So yeah, so discover did, some stuff. Did you find you just lost weight from the better diet, or is it like you had like more energy? I never had too much weight on me anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, just more energy on a long stage race. You know, okay. We just race. Um, and maybe you know, recover, four, four, recovery five hours was like better and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more energy for sure. Um, started getting into Belgium as a lot of different company too started mm -hmm. back then W Cup and uh, Sports Fuel and uh, there is a famous one Oversteam Oversteam I think mm -hmm. there is a lot of stuff with uh, dextrose yeah 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 but I was not really good at it so I really need a nutritionist back mm -hmm. then uh, yeah but anyway I enjoy racing you know more back then in South America, so from 97 to 99 when I retired, just did a lot of tour in Venezuela and uh, that's where I actually met Dominguez, you know, Ivan Dominguez, we live now in Vegas, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was racing with the Cuban team okay. back then, uh, and I saw him in a, in a store, you know, the first time he moved in Vegas, you know. I remind him about that, it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, we're gonna... We might have been on a breakaway once, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Venezuela has some great stage races. So and, you were tired uh, and you moved to South America, so you were living in South well, America? Well, we were based in Costa Rica and okay. just go to Brazil. I did Chile, Brazil, Peru, Venezuela, and Panama. I would do very well in Panama, just next to Costa Rica, just south of that. So you were racing in Peru as well? Yeah, the Tour of Peru is actually a pretty good tour, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I did... Um, the tour of Peru, Regatas Lima. Regatas. So Regatas is a is a country club down there in Lima, yeah. And we would stay inside there. Oh wow. And uh, the prologue would be up that mountain relay, cell phone relay, we would just climb that up to the top. Oh, yeah. It was a good race actually. Yeah. A lot of desert and yeah. a lot of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> what were the differences between racing in Europe versus South America? Um, of course, the, the speed uh, a little bit lower back then in South America on the flat. I say on the flat because every time you climb, it's just superior. I mean, uh -huh. in Venezuela, we get the best Colombian, and there is no way I could hang out with those guys. I mean, just so climbing, they were just insane. It was just yeah, big chain ring. Doesn't matter how, how tough is the climb, and attacking right and left, and then 
the only thing I could do is just keep my pace and try to limit, you know, how many minutes I would lose on the top and try to downhill and come back to the front, you know, because they would not be that good downhill and back then in yeah, Colombia. Yeah, yeah. They would be terrible actually in downhill. <laughs> <laughs> and I would I'd be very, very good at downhilling. So all the time uh, they, they made up better. on the climb, you just like, oh, it's okay, yeah, I'm yeah, my descendants. Yeah. But the fun. top finish, you know, was, was a loss for sure. Yeah. That's funny. But uh, just great experience of racing South America. Yeah. A lot of friends and uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed that. Uh, but I couldn't make a living back in 99. And uh, my girlfriend back then was um, so in Puerto Rico. Uh -huh. So it became my wife and I moved to Puerto Rico. Okay. So yeah, so we went from you know Belgium, France, Costa Crazy. Rica Crazy and Puerto story. Rico. And uh, I last three years in Puerto Rico where my ex-wife now just got transferred in the airport here in Las Vegas. So uh, that's how we, we got here. So okay. But we kind of wanted to be here for the weather and then Puerto yeah. Rico has lower wage, you know, we have better opportunity here in Vegas. And was the dryness like, did you, do you still suffer from asthma? Yes, that, but yeah. you know, I need this kind of weather, so yeah. it's perfect for me. So it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I okay. don't see myself. I mean, it's such a contrast where you've been, like, I mean, you, Belgium, South of France, Costa yeah. Rica, Puerto Rico, Vegas, I mean, they're very different places, but if you like, yeah, you've like uh, found Rica. things you like about every place, and like I mean, you spent like a long time now in Vegas, so you must like it, right? Yeah, I do. I yeah. do. Um, I don't feel like I'm trapped in a desert, you know. I yeah. can just travel to Utah and Arizona and get to the beach in California in four hours. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a good spot. We we we're in a good spot here. And people are always envious about. They yeah. see like people riding in Europe and stuff, but I mean, you you've ridden in beautiful places all across the world and like yeah you, yeah you say like you know Vegas is good for riding right I mean yeah it's where well, I do miss the, the possibility we have in, in France or Belgium as far as how many road we can take um, I could take farmer road for four hours without seeing a car wow. I mean through the, the vineyard or whatever you know just mm -hmm. take some small road and never see a car, you wow. know. And so you have unlimited options. I would do one day, just go out, out the door, and didn't know where I was going, and just start. Just, you can just get lost. Yeah, you know? get lost, and then you know, two hours into it, just try to come back and do a loop. That's so awesome. There's so many options. I, I do miss that. Yeah, I do miss that we don't have enough road in, yeah. or smaller road to to bike in uh, in Vegas. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. A little bit better, maybe uh, by the coast in California. Yeah. So, so it sounds like most of your experience was like road cycling, right? Um, but, but now you're like really, um, you're doing a lot of stuff with cyclocross now, trying to get that started. Um, how come you did you do cyclocross back in Belgium and Europe, or? I did cyclocross. So we use cyclocross as a cross training, you know, in Europe. Because I guess it wasn't truly, that big that back then. Huh? It's always been big. I it mean, it's always been, been big. Um, not so much in in Spain or Italy. Just more in northern France, Belgium, and the northern side of the country. Where the weather's wet. Yeah, and, like, very crap muddy. weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I, I did a few cross races for, for 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 fun. So okay. Just uh, because I was bored in winter. There's nothing going on in winter. You know, yeah. you cannot. Yeah. It's not like in Vegas. You can do some crit in January in Utah. Still race in November in California. Yeah. I have some great crate over there. It's just end of September or beginning of October. It's over. Like yeah. You get no race until February. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> so you get bored. You don't train. You just you know eat too much. 
so you want to do something. So uh, cyclocross is a good cross training. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know three, four miles of running, you know, once twice a week, and add uh, add the cross uh, practice. But um, I never got really into it. You know, I was not serious about it. I was mm -hmm. just just having fun. Um, what what got me is is actually cross Vegas. You know, in um, 2000. Six, right? That's the uh -huh. first time. So in 2006, I was just spectating the the race, and, and that's how we got me and uh, a Turkish guy used to work with me named Engen, who now lives in California. I work for Canon there. Uh -huh. uh, we we started that group of, of cyclocross. So what, was 2006 the first Cross Vegas? Or? Yes, yeah, it's his okay. 10 years anniversary. So okay, cool. yeah. Uh, but you know, right after that, we started just buying cross bikes, start doing in the park, yeah. and checking out the SoCal scene. And um, there were a few cross races already in SoCal, so... Yeah. I guess it's a lot different though, right? I mean, like, you, you think of cyclocross in Belgium, it's all muddy and wet, and then, like, Cross Vegas is, like, kind of... It's like a completely different event from probably what people are used to, Yeah, right? actually, I was talking to um, um, Julian Taramaka, the BMC rider, yeah. this week at the, at the shop. Uh, he, um, they don't mind. They don't mind Cross Vegas. They say it's different. Yeah. Uh, they said in Belgium it's always the same, it's always the same course. Uh, it's always sandy and that one, it's always muddy on the other one. It's, they always have to run this. So they, they kind of think this is their, their criterion cross race here. Uh, okay. That's where they get a lot of speed and some of those riders actually do like that. Really? Some, some guys with a lot of power in the legs yeah. who, who like high speed. Yeah. Uh, they, they do not mind to come here and do this. Because it's, like a, it's like, a, like a world the world like championship yes, event now, right? since, since last year it's part of the World Cup series point uh -huh. so they're all coming for that and that's why they, they bring you know three bikes per rider nine set of wheels uh -huh. it's pretty crazy and they are going to Hawaii, Iowa uh -huh. uh, three days later for another World Cup so they cannot but it, yeah so they have to they cannot miss two World Cup races it's too many points to lose so, so they have to travel and spend the money to come to the US so nice no, I saw some, I thing. mean I, to have an event like that in Vegas is it's kind of crazy right I mean it's like yeah and, and it's then, great with like interbike at the same time it's just like a really great week for cycling in, yeah and it's like it happens in Vegas which is awesome I mean so. it's it's a great idea as the, the original uh, guy who, who put that race together was Chris Grealish Chris Grealish and Brooke Watts which is now Brooke Watts alone um, they, they saw that notch, that niche. They say the bike shows here. We have 100,000 people. Yeah. Why don't we do a race? Like we can use all the sponsor from Interbike, all the big companies. Yeah. Make some VIP area. He uh, grew that into a World Cup. I mean, it's just. And it's, it's going to be televised this year, right? I mean, it's on yeah. Like last NBC year was last year was Universal Sport. This year is NBC Sport. It's yeah. Crazy. It's televised. It's live. Um, Are you racing it? Um, this year I'm gonna skip it. I'm gonna, gonna it. just gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I got also a bad rib. I was thinking about racing until Friday. Uh -huh. I got I got a little injury going on, and I am not 100%. So I'd rather just uh, yeah. watch the guys and cheers them up. Um, 
That's awesome. And so enjoy talk, it, you know. Talk a bit about uh, what you're doing with um, the shop and um, Las Vegas Cycle Cyclecross. So, you, so you're starting a team and stuff. And I guess there's a lot of interest in town, right? Sure. People are interested in getting into it. Maybe because Cross Vegas has been here, people are like, oh, that's really yeah. cool. I want to get into it. A lot of people get into the road, but maybe they don't know about the Cyclecross. Well, I, I got to say, it's, it's, it's a bit, it's a little bit of every shop. It's not only Las Vegas Cycle Okay. But we got um, mainly that Facebook Las Vegas Cyclecross group. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been growing to to a really good number of of, of crosser now. Um, I would guess we might have 60, 70 guys with cross bike in town. Oh wow! Uh, I think that get to that point. Uh, we've seen some practice uh, in the past, like last year, up to very close to 40 rider, just for a Wednesday practice, totally underground in a park. So you have like a weekly practice, and then like do you like travel to races and stuff? Uh, yeah, so we don't really have a, a schedule. Everybody just whatever, do whatever they want. Like, yeah. uh, but we all know this calendar. We all know what's going in SoCal. Mm -hmm. um, this year, you know, Brian Larson, I gotta thank him for putting all the cross practice together. He's been doing some some crazy course and uh -huh. really good uh, practice cornering. You know, he even made a where do you guys go? Maze. So we lately have been doing the practice at Desert Bridge right on the Cross Vegas course. Okay, cool. Um, another park we really love is uh, Anthem Park in Henderson. Okay. So you just um, go on like the grass and like the hills and things? Yeah, just, we try yeah. to find some stairs. Uh, yeah. Anything technical we can downhill. Uh -huh. um, add some PVC barrier mm -hmm. to go over. Um, yeah, Brian Larson has been doing an extremely good job this year. Uh, Jet Schneider yep. and, uh, has been helping on uh, cyclocross skills as well. Um, and, and, and I have to, to you know, announce that we are um, finally having a cross race in Southern Nevada. Uh, oh, awesome. So we're working on uh, creating um, a permanent course in uh, Beatty, Nevada. Which That's is where you were like two weeks ago or yeah, last week? Yeah, correct, yeah. So Beatty is about two hour driving north on 95 from mm -hmm. Vegas. Um, it's uh, it's uh, Dave Spicer who on the Spicer Ranch, so it's a ranch. Um, he started making uh, mountain bike trails. Mm -hmm. um, there is about 35 miles of single track right now. Uh, he's gonna have some some you know mountain bike race and events. Um, he's he's trying to promote Beatty as uh, the new mountain bike scene. Awesome. Um, not maybe eventually like like Moab. Right. We try to make make Beatty the the new Moab in Nevada. Nice. And it's only um, two hour drive. Two hour drive and easy drive. I mean, awesome. you get two town to cross in between. So so if someone wants to get into like cyclocross, like is it um you know you know they bought a road bike. Um, is it is it going to be expensive for them to, or can they do it on a road bike? Um, do they need to buy another bike um, if they're interested? Like you know, what what's like the barriers to entry, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, it's the road bike's not going to cut it. Uh, yeah. it's got 28 tire, we'll be too skinny. Uh, we have some guys in Utah racing with uh, hardtail 29er mountain bike, mm -hmm. and you can actually put a 700 by 33 or 35 millimeter tire on a 29 inch wheel. So you can take a mountain bike and make it a cross bike. Oh wow, okay. And we've seen some guys doing that in southern Utah. And uh, they would do very well. They would bunny hop everything with their mountain bike too. Mm -hmm. you know? um, so an um, entry level cross bike might be 900 bucks uh -huh. you know, in a bike shop. 
Uh, that's as low as you can go. Is that like full? They get like wheels? Yeah, set. you get better clearance on the frame, on the fork. Mm -hmm. uh, everything's starting to go toward disc brake now. Mm -hmm. um, and you can put some 40 plus millimeter tire every once. So you can do some gravel grinder, uh, mm -hmm. which is another discipline we like to do now in springtime. So that's like a, a combination of like road and cyclocross, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, gravel grinder has been growing in the US. Uh, I feel like Vegas is a perfect place for that because we've got like all yeah. these like open like gravel sections of nothingness yeah. <laughs> where you can just like kind of go. Grand Fondo on, uh, on gravel. We have to done some uh, meeting. Uh, we did an underground gravel grinder like uh, back in when is it June? Mm -hmm. uh, we did 84 miles. We went through the Hoover Dam, uh, through the tunnels. Oh, awesome! Uh, we went through uh, Sunrise Mountain in a double track in the Jeep Road. Oh. Uh, we went through uh, Anthem single track over there. Yeah, there is there is possibility to do something here. But um, do you see that discipline like getting more and more popular? Yes, yeah. yes, it is growing. I mean, you start having some race sold out. Uh, in SoCal, you get some, some race with like, three to 700 riders. Would you pass Belgian waffle ride as kind of a, or is that, that's more road, right? This is too much road, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you're a pure crosser, you just want more gravel, you want more off-road, you uh -huh. want to spend less time on the road. Uh, my favorite is, is Rock Cobbler. Rock Cobbler. It's in Bakersfield. Okay. Um, it's... Uh, you go into motorcycle track and you have to climb up and down some 20% climb. Oh my gosh. Uh, it gets really technical, but it's so much fun at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You go through meadows, um, you go through uh, orchards, um, so much you can do there. Um, this, this has been the most fun I've done this year, I think. It's a rock cobbler. Awesome. Definitely going to do that again next year. So if anyone wants to get involved, they can just like see you at the shop and then go to the Facebook group and ask you a bunch of questions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no problem about that. Um, yeah, we, we even have some some old rental we, we're selling for cheap. Uh, yeah. You know, there's always a way to find some used bike. Uh, there's whole Rob Hutchinson selling a lot of used stuff online on Facebook uh -huh. in Vegas. Yeah. There's always something we can find. Uh, but yeah, any bike is good. But uh, if you don't have a cross bike, you can do a you can do a mountain bike. Really? It's fine yeah, to get started. Yeah. Yeah. A hardtail, you know, would be fine. Awesome. Um, I'm trying to get actually all the mountain bikers from Vegas to to come and race. So our first uh, Nevada State Championship. So coming back again to Beatty, um, I think we are about to to get a permit for uh, with USA Cycling. Um, it's going to be November. It was bad last week in November. November, like it's gonna be the 27th. So November 27th will be uh, the Southern Nevada State Championship. Awesome. Uh, last year, USA Cycling approved us to do a Nevada State Championship. It never exists because we are part of uh, SoCal Cycling. So Southern Nevada and Southern California is the same, you know, district. Right. Uh, so we still do the, the SoCal you know, Championship, which is December 4th. Um, and then the Reno in uh, Northern Nevada is the Northern California, the NorCal district, right. uh, which is in December 11th. So we had to find a date with not conflicting with those two races. And so we can have Reno coming down to Beatty mm -hmm. uh, for a five-hour drive and, and, 
and uh, compete with us into the Nevada State Championship. Awesome. And that's yeah. November 27th. November 27th, if everything gets get approved, uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Awesome. So far, so and good. Well, that will be on that track you guys are making, that permanent track? Yeah, correct. So Dave Spicer on, I don't know, two, three hundred acres over there. He got some little lake, he got some, some meadows with horses and cows and single track mountain bike. He got uh, and a little historic bridge. Uh, it's right, right around the BLM. Um, we are just working on, on building a, like a nice berm into a, a bridge. Uh, we're doing a, so the, the race is going to go around the little lake, so it's kind of beautiful. Um, we're going to make some, some surprising little uh, feature in the course. I'm not going to say anything yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just keep that as a surprise. Cobble uh, section? No. <laughs> okay. we should. Get some cobbles from yeah. Belgium for doing that. There is some sandy area, there is some gravel pits, there, uh -huh. is, there is everything on that ranch. Yeah. It's actually really hard to keep the, the course at 2.1 mile, which is you know the highest you know limit per lap, okay. because there is so much we can do. And know? that's the way. A, so cyclocross is like kind of like a crit. You do like laps, right? Yeah, so we like, do laps, so it's very spectator friendly. Uh -huh. um, you have to keep the course into 90% rideable. So so that means you can actually make them run for 10% of the course. Oh wow! You know? Okay. Yeah, so I'd like to do that. <laughs> and you don't you don't have to run those sections, right? Some people like try and ride the running sections and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, you can put a couple of logs and three logs on the floor and some guys will come and bunny hop that, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of Cat 1 do that in SoCal, it's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. um, I remember like, the last year I think at Cross Vegas they had the stair section and like some riders would like run it, others would like ride it. What were you doing? Were you riding it or were you running yeah, it? Yeah, the, the laser section on yeah. the Durango side was uh, always the easiest one to, to jump. Uh, but I'd say you do that the first lap and then after, you're so tired after that that you can't even do it. <laughs> so you just... <laughs> You just run Unless it. you're like one of the like, like yeah. Sven or something. That's right. what's kind of upset me was to see those, those pros going there and actually jumping everything. Yeah. And then it, it's just insane. You know? <laughs> it's like BMX skills at its best right there. So do you have yeah. to like do other things? Like so for cyclocross, do you find you have to do like some weight training and stuff? Because you are doing, you know, you're having to lift the bike, you're I'm, running, you're jumping around. So I, I'd say I'd rather do some some running in the park do some uh, uphill and up the stairs and down to just build up the legs uh, that's what i've been doing you know when, I, when i'm serious about racing cross that's what i do and i guess like practicing like jumping on and off the bike like you gotta yeah. really be like comfortable like doing yeah that i mean i'd say plyometric and trx would be will be great for that strength uh -huh. training will, will, will really help on, on cross uh, but ultimately when you run with your bike on the shoulder you want you you know, you're pushing forward on the leg. So if you, you know, go to the park and sprint uh, yeah. running, going up and down doing interval training, that's gonna help a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think I think that's what it takes, you know. Awesome. All right, um, coming up to the close, any, any questions from anyone? Any questions? Rob, you wanna ask Steve anything? Uh, so Steve, you mentioned oh, how you kind of got brought up in the beginning um, as a youth, and they had a lot of youth support back in in Belgium and stuff. Is there any interest in trying to start something like that here in Vegas? Um, yeah, great question, Rob. Um, actually, just, uh, you know, I have three kids myself, um, and um, one is getting to 15 years old, and uh, they're not into football, they're not into basketball. Um, 
Biking would be great. Um, I think cyclocross would be great for kids, just because it's a safe environment. Uh, you crash on the, on the grass, you just you don't hurt yourself, you just go, you know, 10 miles an hour max for the kids' race. So it's a lot safer, you know. Road racing would be a little bit scarier because you have to train on the road. So I don't think parents are willing to let us take their kids on the road and, and do some training. So, so I'd like to, yeah, get more kids racing into cyclocross. And um, I think we can gather a few kids uh, in town. Uh, yesterday I was at uh, Three Feet for Pete uh, and, uh, with my son. And, uh, and I actually saw three, four uh, you know, kids you know, uh, between 12 and 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there is potential down there. It's great and like, yeah. like you said it's like spectator friendly so the parents can watch. I think yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great idea. And, and you like can an make event like the ranch where yeah. it's like a big community and all the family can come out there and yeah, play it's in perfect. the lake. It is perfect. The kids uh, out there. And the, the course for kids could be less technical. You can shortcut some of the technical section if it's too dangerous. Um, yeah it's, it's yeah, that's, I, that's what we need to do. I think that's we a great idea because yeah. it's like it's hard for kids to get into the sport in yeah. this country, right? It's like yeah, it is, it is, and it's, it's quite expensive to, to buy a bike. I mean, my um, eight years old, I bought him a red line, and then right away it was you know at five hundred dollars. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's really hard to to find cheap bikes. You know, yeah, there is there is a good thing actually happening right now in Vegas. Um, some teacher in uh, Tar Canyon School in Mountain Edge. Um, just got a grant from Specialized and uh, they got granted 30 bikes, 30 mountain bikes and 30 helmets. Oh wow. Uh, they, we're gonna deliver that to them tomorrow. So they're starting a middle school you know, program for kids. Uh, great and is where, that. Where is that? That's it's, in, in, it's here in the Mountain's Edge. Mountain's Edge? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So. That's amazing. So, I mean, this, I hope the cyclocross group will be able to, to help them out with uh, you know, skills in the park. Right, right, right. Um, and we're gonna do everything we can to help them out. You know. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's uh, great. Any any other questions, Pablo? Peru question. <laughs> uh, well, I have another question. Yeah. Uh, how was your your experience with your father when he got invited to do, to be a part of a team in Costa Rica? Could you give a little more in, insight into that? And, and um, is that team still exists? And uh, do, do you ever plan on maybe going out to another country and, and uh, helping out? Cool. Um, so, so yeah, my, my dad was uh, was uh, the, the team director. So and then he's been team director for many teams. Um, I don't think I want to do the same as he did. You know, I just uh, I have a family. I'm remarried. You know, my wife Michelle. Uh, we, we have, you know, bigger plan. I'm just, you know, now doing all this for fun. Um, when you when you race for so long and travel, you know, for about eight years nonstop uh, and stuff my career, I mean, you're never home, you know. And as a sports director, you you're the same way. You're not going to be home, so you know, it's not really the, the greatest. Yeah, it's not the greatest family, you know, plan. <laughs> I uh, would love to, but you know, as a single man, yes. <laughs> but no, it, it's great. Um, it's been a great experience, but you know, now it's just uh, cycling for promoting cycling for health. Um, it's uh, putting people on bikes, and, and like we just talked, put some kids on bikes. Um, try to keep it safe. Um, cyclocross, just, just mainly for fun. Um, you know, just enjoying the bike ride, you know. 
you don't take it too seriously when you get in your 40s and you know you're not going to win anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I love it. Um, okay, I think we're going to wrap up because I think we're going to go for a little ride, which is going to be awesome. But um, Steve, thank you so much. This is someone who's like, you know, doing so much for the community, who's done so much and achieved so much for the community. Um, I'd like to say thank you on behalf of everyone. I'm sure everyone in Vegas is like really uh, grateful for what you've done here. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to see what you do in the future. I think uh, you've got some great plans with the cyclocross thing. Um, I really love what you're doing for like, your ideas about getting kids on bikes and that kind of thing um so yeah thanks very much anything else you want to say before we uh sign out uh no thank you uh, thanks for inviting me and thanks for promoting cycling um, podcast has been great um i just recently started listening and then <laughs> i think it's great you know i think it's it's growing in town yeah. great, great way to promote cycling uh yeah let's keep on going with that and uh and get people on bikes yeah awesome thank you cool thanks steve right. appreciate it See you everyone next week.